Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Happy Family Day. I think you and I are the only two people in the legislature right now. Yeah, it seems like it's very, very quiet. All the lights here. are off. I think there's a couple of security guards around. Yeah, but it is pretty quiet. Appreciate you coming in. Uh, my first guest this morning was Mike Farnworth, the Solicitor General, the Public mm-hmm. Safety Minister. He had uh, 30 protesters showed up at his house on Saturday, yeah, pretty, opposed to the vaccine mandates. Very unfortunate. I talked to Farnworth a couple times over the weekend. Uh, yeah, he's obviously uh, upset and concerned when you've got people with bullhorns uh, right outside your house screaming obscenities and invective at him. Yeah, let's listen to a bit of what he had to say to me this morning. So he, he went into a lot of detail describing what happened mm-hmm. at his house there on, on Saturday. And I asked him, okay, when these people started banging on the door, what did they want? Here's what he told me. Mandates, end of times yeah. is coming. Um, you're injecting uh, animal parts uh, uh, in the vaccine, anti-vax people. Like it was just, it was just, it was just nuts. You really couldn't make out other than just a nonstop stream of noise. Okay, that's fine. We're speaking to me this morning. Yeah, I saw some video of that. Uh, the anti-vaxxers again. Um, again, Farnworth isn't the guy who's bringing in mandates. I mean, it's interesting. They, I guess, they figured out where he lived and uh, and decided to go to his house. We had protesters outside John Horgan's house, if you recall, a couple yep. of years ago. Anti-forest, uh, old-growth logging uh, protesters. Uh, so I think there's going to be a police presence, unfortunately, at Farnworth's house for some time. Yeah, and I think that. You know, it is a fringe element that is going to show up at a politician's house Mm -hmm. and try and get in their face and bang in their door and shout through bullhorns. But, you know, whether you think you can uh, intimidate, uh, uh, you know, a public safety minister or a solicitor general into reversing some kind of policy, I mean, if anything, you you set your own cause back. Well, I'll tell you, after talking to the farmer, no, there's absolutely no retreat here uh, in terms of uh, vaccinations. But, uh, you know, at some point... The vaccine card requirement will will end. Right, you know that's yeah. that's going to end at some point. We're we're just not there yet. But again, it could, part, end, it could part, end soon. I mean, it could end sooner yeah. than the June thirtieth expiry date as is currently set. I, right. I expect it to end earlier than that. But again, Farnworth is not the public health officer or the or uh, responsible for that. I mean, he's responsible for the state uh, a state of emergency, but he's not the line minister or uh, public official when it comes to vaccinations. Well, Dr. Bonnie Henry is the province's chief health officer, and Horgan has said that he's letting her lead this, but the political... The political accountability ends with the cabinet, with the premier, yeah. though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and if, uh, you know, if people don't like this, they're welcome to take out their frustration come the next election. Yeah, or you could po- protest peacefully on the front lawn of the legislature or anywhere else. There was a protest on Saturday on the front lawn of the legislature. Yeah. Actually, the loudest one yet. There were more yes. trucks uh, and uh, horns on Saturday at the legislature than we've seen through the pandemic. So I think it's the fourth or fifth consecutive protest. The numbers of people are actually shrinking, but the number of vehicles seem to have expanded. I had some emails this morning from listeners. One listener said to me, instead of complaining or focusing on the small number of people who are being uh, aggressive with the media or, mm-hmm. or, or, or a crazy group of people that show up at a cabinet minister's house, why don't you analyze why people are angry, why the protests are, are happening, why people are upset. And I can understand, 
you know people want the vac- want this thing to be over you know they want mm-hmm. they want the re- va- the mandates to stop they want the restrictions to end i get that i understand it and you know where are we at with that because we you know trudeau trudeau's been asked why don't you give us a timeline on when some of these federal mandates will be dropped and i haven't seen a, a clear timeline no but again dr von henry's rarely given timelines public health officers rarely give timelines because it's it's based on science if science is always evolving so yeah i mean at some point over the summer i expect a number of the in bc we don't really have any restrictions anymore there's a vaccine card requirement to go to restaurants and certain public venues but 92% of the public have vaccine cards, so it's not really an issue for the vast majority of the public. We're, we don't have restrictions on gatherings. You can do gather as many as you want. 18,000 people can go to a Canucks game. If you're vaccinated. If you're vaccinated. Yeah. And 92% of the population is vaccinated. So th- we're talking, uh, when you say a fringe element, it is a, a small, well, it's a small number of people, but it's still a significantly large number of people. Yeah. In terms of over uh, 12... There's about 330,000 people unvaccinated in B.C. But if you take a look at some of the opinion polling that's been done in the trucker blockade in Ottawa, for example, right? And it breaks down to something like basically two to one. Mm-hmm. Two to one. Against. Two to one oppose the, the truck blockade. But, you know, a significant minority support their cause. And that obviously has to include a lot of people who are, are vaccinated who who are saying like well we kind of agree with the the cause yeah. that's being expressed uh, if you, if you we want down, we want the mandates and restrictions drill, to stop drill down further the one third support is really you cut that in half in terms of hardcore support in all the polls I've seen yeah. but yeah no there's a, there's a obviously a public frustration out there that's been it's it's building because we've been in this pandemic almost two years now two years next March what was it 16th yeah. 13th yeah. so we're coming on the two-year mark of the pandemic declaration we people have been in restrictions in and out of restrictions to varying degrees for two years it's frustrating and people's uh, emotions get high okay Prime Minister Justin Trudeau speaking this morning and he was asked well the blockade in Ottawa is over the police have, have taken back the streets in Ottawa so what about the emergencies act are you mm-hmm. going to rescind that now it looks like the emergency's over here's what Trudeau had to say a short time ago But even though uh, the blockades are lifted uh, across border uh, openings right now, uh, even though uh, things seem to be resolving very well in Ottawa, this state of emergency is not over. Uh, There continues to be real concerns uh, about the coming days. Okay, so I guess he's worried about what? Truckers, protesters, uh, re- regrouping. Yeah, regrouping. Uh, some of the characters in that um, convoy are still in Ottawa. Uh, but it's interesting. 73 people have had their bank accounts frozen. I think 38 trucks were towed and seized. Um, so the financial penalties have been substantial. And uh, So you think the Emergencies Act has been effective in that? Regard? I think it's been effective, but whether or not it should continue. I mean, yeah. that's an interesting debate in the House of Commons today. With that, with that protest ended in Ottawa, do police have the usual tools at hand to um, dispense with blockades and protests without the Emergencies Act? Well, that's why I kind of almost half anticipated Trudeau might announce this morning that he would back away from the Emergencies Act and say, well, actually, mm-hmm. you know what? We don't need it anymore now because we've we've taken back the streets of the capital and the, and the, the yeah. borders are open, but obviously he's not going there. Let me play a clip here for you from Alberta Premier Jason Kenney. He's saying that the Emergencies Act is unnecessary. Have a listen. The federal government's invocation of the Emergencies Act is an unnecessary and disproportionate measure that can violate civil liberties, invades provincial jurisdiction, and creates a very dangerous but 
precedent for the future, and it's not necessary. As we've demonstrated uh, here in Alberta at Coots and Ontario did at the Windsor Ambassador Bridge, uh, provincial law enforcement authorities are able to deal with illegal road blockades. Your thoughts? Well, Kenny wrote, uh, the federal government was quick to disclose that Kenny's government wrote a letter to the federal government uh, saying they didn't have the power to deal with the Coots uh, blockade. They asked for federal assistance. So it's interesting. I'm not well, you sure. don't need an Emergencies Act to get federal, well, federal they assistance. Want, they wanted uh, some non-traditional intervention from the federal government. So Trudeau, I guess, interpreted that to mean the Emergencies Act. But uh, again, it's supposed to last 30 days. Do we really need it for 30 more days when, if the blockade's over in Ottawa? I yeah. think it's going to be an interesting debate in the House of Commons. I expect it's still going to pass. I think the NDP is still going to support it. But well, I wonder if the NDP might get a little cold feet on it too. They might. Yeah. They might. Uh, again, with the with the blockade ended in Ottawa, and that was a yeah. very interesting and effective police uh, operation in Ottawa, involving multi jurisdictions of police from from uh, Ottawa, from OPP, Vancouver Police, Quebec Police. Uh, there was hundreds of of police in attendance there. And it was a fairly efficient operation. Yeah, we'll talk about that more later on the show. I got a panel of uh, a couple of top police commanders on that to break that mm -hmm. down, actually. Let me ask you about a guy that we both know, we both covered uh, in years past, Steve Fonio, mm. uh, who the one-legged runner who, after Terry Fox had passed away, he kind of did his own run across Canada yep. and actually completed it, raised a lot of money for cancer research, and has uh, passed away. So, um, 56, very young. Yeah, this is a troubled guy. Very like. troubled, <laughs> troubled soul. I covered him, you covered him, we both interviewed him. Uh, he had a lot of personal problems in his, in his personal life. I remember having, I had dinner with him and his parents, I think it was in Vernon, back in 84, 85, just after the, the, run. the run. His father was dying of cancer at the time. It was a somewhat strange experience. But Fonio, you know, it was interesting. He, he would run all day and then he'd go to the pub all night. Yeah. You know, and it was just this party life um, that presented problems for him in his in his uh, later life. Well, he was a drug addict. He was an alcoholic. He was addicted to cocaine. Uh, he was addicted to other drugs. He committed a lot of crimes. He had like at least five drunk driving convictions. He had his order of Canada stripped. Well, from hey, I interviewed the guy after they took away his order of Canada. Mm -hmm. He was in jail. For I think it was drunk driving or it might have been an assault. He had a long, he had a long criminal record, and he was in jail, and he's sitting in his cell, and one of the other inmates said to him, he goes, "Fanyo, you're on TV," and Fanyo said, "What? What are you talking about? They're taking away your Order of Canada." Mm. That's how he found out they had taken away his Order of Canada when he was in a jail cell. Another inmate told him, mm -hmm. and there was a lot of sympathy for him. Like, well, do you really have to take away the guy's Order of Canada? But this guy had a long criminal record including some violent crimes yeah so. and again very troubled personal life um yeah. nice guy I, mean, I interviewed him several times had dinner with him had dinner with his family nice guy but there was a dark side to him and a very yeah. troubling side to yeah. him and he died of a seizure at just age 56 well he, he told me once too that i vividly remember he said they can take away my order of canada but they can't take away what i did for canada mm -hmm. he raised a lot of money for cancer research he did so Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. 
It's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. Let's go to your calls here. Daryl and Coquitlam. Hey, Daryl, go ahead. Yeah, I'd, I'd like yours and Keith's take on... I watched on all three major Canadian networks the protests here at uh, the Pacific Crossing, the protests in Ottawa, and I think yesterday in Quebec City. And in a multiracial society... I didn't see any brown people, I didn't mm-hmm. see any black mm-hmm. people, and I didn't see any Asian people. Yep. So I, I just like your comment on that. Yeah, that's, that's a very good observation, very accurate one. I've been at every protest at the B.C. Legislature every Saturday. There are no people of color there. This is a lot of... There are some. Very, very few. Very few. I've made a point Maybe of Maybe not reflective of the total society strata. Very, very few. In fact, most of the people, well, everyone driving trucks were basically, appeared to be white males in their 30s. Yeah, well, that that is the demographic. Like, if you drill down in some of the polling that's been done on attitudes toward the truck convoy, the largest demographic right, is yeah. a middle, middle-aged white male. Yep. Uh, has, yeah. Is the most likely to support it. So. Caller is very correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rob in Kelowna. Hi. Rob, news all the time now, right? And then when they were covering this protest, they didn't say all the stuff about the terrorists and coons. They showed one old guy getting arrested because he honked his horn. They didn't tell a thing about honking, how the people had to put up with all this honking and that. They didn't. They, they put all the, the negatives, and people that watch Fox News say, oh, yeah, look at uh, Canada, what it is. And uh, they had this one protester that went on there saying, Oh, I, I I lost my my business because I I gave some money to the the people and that I felt sorry for. The whole Fox thing is like it's like it opened my eyes to like how far right they are and they're just mm-hmm. they're not willing to take the whole story. And Tucker starts putting this stuff on about how the prime minister is. He says about uh, does talk about the the Coots bombing. That none of that was brought into it. All the well, well, that's that's Fox News. <laughs> Well, it's one. It's one of the reasons. Thanks for the call, Rob. Like, it's one of the reasons. Actually, this blew up as big as it did. Actually, the the Ottawa truck mm-hmm. convoy because of the, it, it was amplified. Like Fox News and a lo- and a lot of other kind of um, conservative right wing commentators in the United well, States who've well, got a big online presence. And, they started getting really behind and, this and funding, sending money. Yeah, yeah, that was what was driving the convoy. Was was a lot of money coming down from. Uh, the sort of QAnon Fox News group in the states. Yeah, it blew it up bigger. It made mm-hmm. it. It made it bigger for sure. Um, it still doesn't excuse the the intelligence failure. No. Of of the police and officials in there's Ottawa gonna, to know what they were dealing with. Has to be a post mortem analysis, if not an inquiry about this exactly yeah. where, uh, what fell down uh, to allow this thing to get as big as it. Brian in North Van. Hi. Like I, uh, Keith. Keith, I like you or. Um, Vacationing up in Vernon in '84, and we went to uh, Fonio's uh, pierogi place, and I met his mother, nice lady. But the one mm-hmm. thing I um, I remember was listening to Bill Good show one time when Steve was on, and he was older, like you know, and and he was in a lot of trouble at that time, and um, and he was saying, um, you know, like he, he was he had a suspended driver's license, and uh, and he got into an accident, and. Um, and are you there? Yes, yep, yep, yes, we're yep, listening. Yeah, yep. oh, yeah. He got into an accident in his car, and uh, and he said to Bill Good, this East Indian woman pulled out in front of me, and Bill said, "Well, what difference does that make? Uh, you, it's your fault. You are driving without uh, a license. You are under suspension." And uh, he refused to admit, you know, that he was at fault of it. And I think that was one of his biggest issues. He just never was able to do that. Thank you. Thanks for the call. 
Yeah, and it wasn't just one incident with Steve. It was a series of, of things that went wrong with him. And I don't think, you know, reading some old articles and interviews with him, I don't think it was until relatively recently where he came to grips with just how much trouble he was in on the personal side. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty, he's a pretty sad figure. Uh, I don't think it excuses the behavior that he, that he had. Um, Not like, at all. Including some violent crimes. Yep. Uh, so, y- you know, this was a guy who, when I talked to him, he, he would always say, I've turned my life around, uh, I've stopped drinking, I've stopped doing drugs, and then he'd get in trouble again. Well, so, when I first met him during the run, uh, you could tell he was he was a messed up individual. Th- may he rest in peace. Okay. I will not be on thank tomorrow. You. I'm in the budget lockup tomorrow. You're in the budget lockup. Okay, thank you.